Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park And I felt weird, like, back to her, like, oh, you have to talk to Aaron about that. Like, I would have, <laughs> what? what Aaron that and I have in-depth conversations about bestiality all the time. <laughs> That's where I learned. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Playing a video game. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, Danae is not here today. I just recorded the fact that she's always playing a video game and just uh, just swapped that in because it's just yeah, such gone. an easy one. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she's not here. I'm going to talk about what I'm playing for my Beyond the Sins. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, we recorded that yesterday. She's not really here. Correct, correct. We just, anytime you just... We we just guessed that what she would... We just asked her random questions, and so all the audio from the video <laughs> discussion is... Just, just spliced together from a bunch of randomness. Aaron's really good at his job. that would be easier than just doing a two-person show. <laughs> I have to say, I was listening to last week's show, and the fact that you both were so shocked at my hello, hello... And then at the very end when I was like, yep, that's me, just to throw everything off so intensely, I I did not realize how much I was going to crack up. Was, yeah, that's funny. No, yeah. it's just you being you. Just you being you. And it's a beautiful thing. I didn't realize I had that much power. You do. And honestly, it's my favorite thing about us hanging out is just each of us being ourselves and uh, and talk, you Unapologetic. know. Unapologetic. The talking about the sin videos and that kind of stuff. That's just an excuse, right? Like, that's just an excuse to hang out for a couple hours and. That's what you know, I was telling, I guess, ourselves. on other podcasts, and they asked me to describe it. I'm like, we talk about the videos from that week, but uh, mostly we just talk about weird shit and sex <laughs> and our kids. I- I love the idea that Aaron, you know, is like, hey, let's do this podcast where we kind of recap what's going on behind the scenes sort mm-hmm. of a thing. We yeah. call it behind the scenes. It's a fun play on words. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And this is before I was even hired, but, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, but we also would get paid to do it because we're like on the <laughs> clock. Right. So <laughs> we can, <laughs> this will become part of our jobs, part of the expectation. Yeah. <laughs> somebody on twitter was saying that now that commercial sins is out and chris is doing the narration somebody was suggesting things that danae and i could what channels danae and i could do and one of them was raising kids sins i was like do we parenting sins yeah do we talk that much about our kids i guess we do which is parent shaming yeah i do appreciate we mentioned that a few episodes back about how we talk about kids and that's because we have them the three of us have children and we get to chat about those and we are kids we are yeah it's true very immature um 
And I got several private messages that that is something they really enjoy about us. That's well, that's really what cool. I was just saying, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say like the format is like the the lure, you know, like the bait. But the, you know, the hook is just us being ourselves and talking about our lives and, you know. You might like CinemaSense, but you really would like us even more. <laughs> I think it's funny when people are talking about the being we're big kids when if I've ever been, not that I've been asked this often, when I've heard people talking about like, I don't know if I'm, you know, going to be able to raise kids. Should I have kids? I'd be like, man, if I can raise kids, you're good. So. <laughs> it's good to go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of us being children, uh, you can't see this, but behind two of the people of the show are just toys on yeah, the wall. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> we are really just, I just have toys. Kids. I have toys in front of me. I just don't have them behind me. Yeah. Gotta, well, fix that shit. That's right. Hold on. We are a toy prominent. Po- oh, Wait. he's he's literally oh, he's doing really, it. He's literally guess, going to get a toy. Yeah, if we are. He comes if he comes back, like pulling a shelf behind him <laughs> so that he has a shelf of toys behind him, like you and I do. I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> like just. Uh... You know, there, I, somebody was asking me if this could be a video podcast, and I was trying to think about it, and I was <gasps> no, just no, like, "No, no, no, that's my comment." I don't oh, know where to oh, put them, oh, but I have okay. this. Oh, nice little Wait, Robin. Hold on a second. Was that from South Park? What was that? No, it was, it was Robin. Robin. It was, it was Teen Robin Titans figure. Go. Yeah, Teen Titans. And then I have Steamboat Willie, <laughs> and he's oh, black and guy. white. Nice. And then I have this I got from Star Wars Land. It's you can get a Coke in mm-hmm. the. Um, it's like I don't BB-8. know what that's. Yeah, the BB-8. Is that a BB-8? It's a no. BB-8 drink. Yeah, it's like a it kind of looks but like him, a, but yeah, it's Arobesh. It says Coke and Arobesh. Arobesh. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. So yeah. maybe that's not supposed to be BB-8. I don't know. Whatever. But those are a few of the things I have. Yeah, I love. Oh the, my gosh. I love the fact that uh, that we have now become the toy are podcast. Sh- are we showing off visual things for the start of our podcast? Because <laughs> guys, we're just skipping this inside scoop. We're just talking about our toys now. <laughs> Uh, more on, yeah. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we will. Let's get into it. Let's do this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. Going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. We'll kick it off with, yes, that's right, Commercial Sins is a staple now of this inside scoop. And we've got the uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold ASMR with Zoe Kravitz uh, for the video. I remember this was a Super Bowl commercial the first time I saw it, just recently, just maybe last Super Bowl. I can't remember, but it was one of the last couple. That sounds right. I'm sorry. The big game. Yes, please don't sue us. Uh, Barrett and I'm, wrote on I'm this one. I'm glad to see we have a second video because the Twitter account was saying that we weren't. That's <laughs> true. That's true. We were done. Um, Liar. So, I mean, beer fans on the podcast? I don't drink beer, so. Um, I don't like Michelob. Well, I don't anymore, but I would never. I don't like the pure gold. It's like, I don't like Corona. So, and I would think this would be kind of a Corona-esque beer so I I've saw never somebody, had it somebody in the content uh, the comments said that the co- alcoholic content was just north of water or something in this beer so they were they were upset just that it wouldn't a little <laughs> north of water yeah so i i don't know anything about it but um so i can't really yeah, talk I've about never the product had it before yeah yeah uh, i'm not a beer i'm not a beer lover i'm a i'm a cider like um hard cider kind of thing hard cider is delicious yeah. and Oh, what is Angry Orchards? I really enjoy. Yeah. So I'm definitely more of a frou-frou beer drinker in that <laughs> regard. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so I've never tried Michelob, actually. 
the commercial but itself. I, I feel like personally, I would be more willing to try it after watching the commercial. Oh, so the commercial got you. Heck yeah. That's kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Like, did this commercial get you in any way? Uh, not me. It didn't make me at all Look, interested in this I product. I love Zoe but... Kravitz, but if she was like whispering shit at me while I was trying to drink a beer, I would be very annoyed. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're not an ASMR guy. <laughs> Danae, do you like ASMR? Like, you did you go through like an ASMR phase? Are you still in it? No. Like, oh, okay. I just, but I love it. Okay. So you love it. You just never got into it. Right. I think okay. it's I think it's pretty cool. I've I'm not somebody who goes to listen to ASMR. I, I'm yeah. somebody who when channels did an ASMR take, I found it interesting. Hmm. I yeah. it's not because there's a I've part ever... of my brain that tickles. It's just because I think that it's fun to whisper into a microphone and I remember all the times that I would do it um on radio or with what we were doing with podcasting and you'd be Aaron, you'd say, You think that people can hear that but they can't. <laughs> you need to use your voice. Well, because honestly, if you're going to do ASMR, you have to set up your processor a little bit differently, yeah. right? Like, you know, there's there's a different way to process the audio that's going to bring out those crisps, you know, those kind of things. Maybe so, yeah. I'm not. I, I, I've never, I've honestly never thought about it until now. So, but uh, I don't know. In this, in this scenario, it was, I found it kind of irritating. I've always found it irritating. I don't understand yeah. it at all. It has never appealed to I me. I don't get this commercial. Like and, I, and I don't either. But and I think the sins were dead so on. But it's bonkers, thing. and that's why I loved it. <laughs> is it bonkers, though? It's not really bonkers. It's just no, no, nothing. It does, no, no. It feels like bonkers to me because okay. there's not a lot. And this is why the sins video is so fun is because there's just not a lot that logically makes any sense. She's on a desk in the rainforest uh, doing ASMR with an alcoholic beverage that's bonkers <laughs> i think you but say bonkers and i just say dumb like it's aesthetically though it's really beautiful and that's it thing. is really, really beautiful i loved the scenery uh zoe is beautiful and mm -hmm. i the it was just very clean and i appreciated that where i feel like sometimes maybe bonkers is more of a you know Skittles mornings commercial. radio zoo <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that's more bonkers this just feels I don't I don't know. I but I thought Random. it was really it feels really really beautiful. This could be yeah. a poster on the wall. It is a poster. Of the kind of bar that I would want to go to. I will tell you um and we'll, let's just go ahead and get into the video hey, because remember bars. That's this is, <laughs> because this is the first thing I have written down because there's a complete sin about where are we? The middle of the jungle. I saw some pretty rad waterfalls, so why'd we end up in this rando valley with a minimalist floating platform instead of somewhere actually interesting? I know exactly where that is. I have been there, and what? you have seen it in many TV shows and movies. That is the Valley of Jurassic Park. That is the Valley from Lost. That is the ranch on the main island of, of Hawaii. That is the beautiful valley there. She is sitting facing those cliffs on just to her right is the ocean. And in front of her is another series of gorgeous cliffs. It is the most gorgeous valley I have ever seen in my life uh, in person. Um, and we did a tour of it and saw kind of all the shooting places from like Jurassic Park and Lost. What and... would have made it better? It would have been a, a dinosaur popping up behind her. <laughs> what if, what if some people go on this like Hawaiian tour and they're like, oh my God, is this where the Michelob <laughs> <laughs> commercial was shot? <laughs> Who cares about Jurassic Park and Lost? Uh, Zoe was right here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so when I heard that, Sinai was like, 
I, there was part of me that was judgmental that was like, how do you not know where this is? But there was this other part of me that was like, you only know that because you did the tour. You only yeah. know that because you were there. Like, it now, is not- now that you say it, I guess I can see it. But yeah, no, I never would have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you will see those same cliffs in Lost and Jurassic Park and many, many other movies that have uh, shot there in that valley. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyhow, that was my first one. Uh, I, uh, I also uh, like, yeah, but Jimmy, can you sexily tap the bottle with your fingernails? <laughs> and then the, the response of, I never thought of that. Sure, go ahead and toss me one of those, but make sure you do it all slow and sexy. Like, uh, I thought that was really, really funny. Um, let's see. I also enjoyed, um, I'd like to note that the official YouTube video title of this commercial does not properly apply the umlaut to the E in her first name. Danae, go off. (laughs) You know, it's something that I understand cannot be done by everyone Mm -hmm. for various reasons. Right. Where does it go? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a, for me, I have three E's in my name and I understand it might be confusing. And also how do you make the Asante goo on the E? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. some people don't know how to do that. If you're on a computer, it's extra difficult. If you're on your phone, you just hold the E down and it makes the special E. It's a little different. I understand that, but there is something amazing about seeing somebody get your name right, especially when it's in like print mm-hmm. or if it's on something permanent. Like guesting with Danae and they just can't spell your name um, and didn't ask maybe mm-hmm. that it does feel like, oh, OK, I'm Denis again. You know, that's OK. I'm fine with that. It genuinely isn't something that I just have a list of hate. But Zoe has one E, guys. Just one. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> you don't. There's no confusion about it. How, and how do you not put it? Anyways, that's me going off. Yeah. I had that one so written without down. that, would it just be Zoe? I think it's just Zoe. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I and love we're not, that. We're not friendly enough with her to call her Zoe. Only her mm. like really closest <laughs> friends can call her Zoe. I love the uh, the tag of that, by the way, which is if Michelob can't handle a simple detail like this, do you really trust the quality of their beer? Uh, no, no, I do not at all anymore. So thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Today, why don't you kind of continue with some of uh, the other things you saw? Uh, it would be something more impressive if the mics were plugged in. Of course. Got me. And then... Um, this is a place where you want to shout as loud as you can, take off all your clothes, run around the valley naked. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> well, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, those, are the, those are the ones I wrote Is that down. a Waterboy reference? What is that? F- or is that a Happy Gilmore reference? What is that from? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, you can look up that GIF. But uh, yeah, well, we're waiting is from something. Um, cool. What about you? Jonathan? Uh, you guys said a couple of them, but I did have, it may look like a jungle, but this is actually what the Arctic Circle looks like now. I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. And then just him going through that whole description of something about drinking and waking up. And he's like, I just described last Tuesday night about eating yep. the Taco Bell and <laughs> all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Very well done, Barrett. Uh, I think I mentioned that, but uh, just to re-mention, Barrett wrote this this one for commercial sins, so well done. Uh, Let's move on to TV sins. We'll kick it off with another Rick and Morty. Uh, It has quickly become our favorite target um, because, well, you know, mostly because the fans are awesome and they interact with it in such a fun and awesome way and also because they're really fun ones to to kind of pick at and send but we did Rick Potion number 9 this was an Atkinson Watkins script so Chris and Jonathan wrote on this one did Chris have any thoughts uh on Rick and Morty great question I'm super prepared to answer that <laughs> Uh, He said, Rick Potion number nine is classic Rick and Morty, and it ends with an interesting question. 
Uh, if there are infinite realities of you and your family, does it matter if you lose your original family and join a new one if your counterparts disappear slash die? This isn't the main focus of the episode. Rick whips up a potion for Morty that will make Summer attracted to him. The problem... Wait, Summer? Yeah, he just said that wrong. It's... um. It's, it's the other girl. It's definitely yeah. not Summer. Okay. <laughs> because if somebody Victoria... in the video, oh, because crap. if somebody in the video Something. says this is not Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says the problem is if anyone has the flu, the potions effects spread everywhere, so everyone ends up getting attracted to Morty, except family members, because Rick and Morty isn't ready to explore that kind of thing yet, as evil and twisted as that show gets. Rick predictably makes things worse when he tries to fix it. The flu aspect is probably the most cynical part of the episode. The flu, which is spread by this girl's maybe boyfriend. No, Summer's maybe boyfriend. Takes zero time to spread around the school at the dance, but he's shown to be sneezing during school hours. So it takes until the show needs the plot to kick in to spread to everyone. Further, it somehow spreads around the world in like one night. My favorite thing to pick on is in this episode uh, was how Jerry and Beth are mowing down all these Cronenbergs an armored vehicle of some sort and then for reasons completely unknown get out of the car to blow them away with shotguns also no idea why rick needs morty to wear the backpack while he looks for alternate realities it's a really small thing but rick casually tells him to wear some kind of backpack while he searches and no idea of that backpack uh has anything to do with what rick is doing Mm -hmm. yeah very nice um what any comments on this episode in particular like Jonathan, like as you um, were rewatching it. No, I. I mean, it is. It is an all timer. It's. It's really funny, and this is right around kind of the sweet spot of Rick and Morty. Because I can't remember what is this like episode. I think it's the this first in the f- first season, right? Yeah, I think it's the first season. I'd have to go back and look, but no, I mean, I don't have anything to say that I haven't said about Rick and Morty before. Yeah, I mean, me it, you know, it plays around with all these different, um, you know. Uh, genre constructs and stuff and just just has a lot of fun with it it was really interesting watching uh uh an episode about a virus spreading uh you know as it always will be in this time period um i'm not really concerned that we're all going to turn into cronenbergs but um (laughs) because we already are (laughs) yeah that's it yeah uh danae why don't you kick us off with some of your favorite sins then um i wrote down cartoon dry humping Still being proud of swimming a championship a hundred years later. <laughs> I love that one so much. <laughs> and how did this guy's underwear stay on and intact throughout the transformations? Yeah, that was weird. It's a good question. It's a good question. It's the um, questions we ask. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This episode was about underwear. I don't know if you if you knew that, <laughs> um, but the whole thing was about underwear. You wouldn't have to worry about that if Aaron got turned into a Cronenberg. <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't. <laughs> um let's see i'll go next uh well someone is not getting invited to my passover celebration uh it's <laughs> really funny i mentioned the game of thrones line my favorite uh, part of every episode of game of thrones was when the csi team came in to solve the case uh, yeah and that got that got kind of shit on in the comments which was confusing i quit reading the comments after i saw that one but um well the I, what's interesting to me is were, were they talking about how well it was just they were just saying like they were they were making just an an a comparison saying that comparison didn't work or something i can't remember I, I didn't write it down as a comment but i just know somebody was saying that like we hide behind our it's a joke statements but it's like that is a joke like i don't like how could that be well, anything here's, but here's a joke? the misunderstanding right <laughs> i think i can get to the bottom of it, even though i don't think i've seen the comment but i, I can yeah. get to the bottom of this because they're probably saying that we miss the fact that he's talking about incest 
not about the yes, actual yes, crime that's solving, what it was. right? That's what like, it was. Yes. No, we get that. We understand yeah. that's the joke, but if you take it on its face value, we're making a funny comment about yeah. you know, how somebody might react to that. And so what you're probably seeing in the response to that is people doing kind of the usual rigmarole of you know, they'll say it's just a joke. Well, and I they'll will say, say the like, guy that the the person, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, obviously, that made the initial comment, they were just saying, like, yeah, they were talking about the incest thing. Mm-hmm. And then somebody jumped on that, you know, that yeah. was just wanted to complain about us. I was like, whatever. Yeah. There are I you know, and I, I guess I can I can understand that sometimes you don't know if we're being purposefully ignorant or if we're just yeah, ignorant because both things do happen. There are sometimes I will make, you know, I'll talk about you done messed up, Aaron, where I just didn't realize it. Like I missed it. Like that will happen. But, you know, there are times where we are willfully ignorant. That is part of the humor. <laughs> you know? So you kind of have to take both and, and understand that even if we were unwillfully ignorant, it's still for lulls. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not it, we're not actually keeping score here, people. I don't know how many times we have to to really say that. But um, but yeah, no, I I agree. That's always an interesting conversation to kind of see pop up and and in the comments. Uh, I also liked uh, all the uh, the Mad Max Fury Road uh, references, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Jerry Fury Road, Mad Max Jerry Road, uh, those kind of things. Um, the Glad Summer could helpfully write Jaws on the box in case you didn't know the reference. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens when she decides to do the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain? Uh, that was really funny to me as well. Um, so there you go. What did you have, Jonathan? Uh, you guys hit most of them. Uh, I did like, what the fuck is that purple meat on Jerry's sandwich? I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then speaking of the, the going back to the Cronenberg thing, uh, Chris wrote the don't be so hard on yourself, Rick. The world doesn't look too much like M. Butterfly. Uh, I thought it was quite funny. On to the office uh, threat level <laughs> midnight. <laughs> I got to tell you, I honestly was watching this going, I was, I did not remember this at all. And then I realized I've just never seen the video because I didn't work on it. So yeah, this is a Dicer Hughes script. Danae and I wrote on uh, this one. You're being kind. This is a Dicer script. <laughs> what? Well, it's a very, it's a very funny video. Whoever did it. I mean, I don't know. Yes. It's all mine. It was all this? me. <laughs> do you not remember? I don't. I, this was so long ago. I mean, we talked about this last week. Is this week where you with, wrote for the wrong... No, that was Friends where you wrote for the wrong episode, right? I've done that a couple of times. Um, <laughs> no, so so this was a situation where I'm assigned... An, we were doing like an office thing, and, and so we were kind of in a, uh, a season of writing where every other week, sometimes every other week or every week, you're writing on the office. We were doing like this whole office run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just absolutely continue to hate this show you had had enough already and then scott's tots happens and and it's just like man this show is just not it's it's like it kills every bit of my creativity because i'm having that and i can't shut it off you can't can't get to the fun place no i can't not with the show and it's hard because i want to say that i'm that good of a writer that i can do it Mm -hmm. you guys talk about being able to do it i'm like okay you know maybe (laughs) Maybe you that'll can happen do it for me if someday. you get your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what that makes me think of. But then this one's thrown at you, which is supposed to be dumb mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So it's I mean, such they a, all are in some it way. It was but yeah. so hard to sin this one for me because not only am I not having a good time, not only am I triggered all the time by all the things that are happening, it's like 
this is my least favorite kind of show in general at this point. And I'm realizing like it's some of it's just it's dumb. I shouldn't feel this strongly oh. about this show. Then you throw in where he makes this movie and then we're supposed to sin where most of it is the movie. And so these characters are dumb who are playing dumber characters created by it's just it's too deep. It's like <laughs> it's like office inception and I That's a good way to describe it. I think this one broke me. I actually think I cried. Yeah. Because I was having such a hard time with this office one. Office meltdown. I this... had a super meltdown. Yeah. And so this is one where I'm like I literally have nothing for you. And I would I was just writing out my hatred and oftentimes Aaron's like that's a good sin. That's a sin. That's the start of a sin. And I'm just like fuck fuck. <laughs> so um well, a lot this of times, was you this was a you script <laughs> i'm sure there's parts of you in here like i'm sure you wrote some stuff that because um, for me a lot of times when you're in that space or when any of us are in that space i really do think it's about finding the fun and sometimes it takes somebody else to look at your sin and go oh i can find some fun there i can find you know because you don't want it to come off even in times where the narrator truly hates something like jeremy's done some of the, like pete's dragon comes to mind like there is an element of fun to it it's not literal like this you know this thing is awful it should never be made you I, know, so you you, have, I, I know I, you wrote the wicker man danae i know you. Wrote that. <laughs> i mean i was like oh that's danae i sent you a script with eight sins okay i think of those eight we used one okay I mean, you could be right i've listen again it was so long ago but um listen i'll take all the credit if that's what we're getting to if we just need to get to me taking all the I credit we used one we, we will I get think, there and i think i submitted one outtake it was <laughs> it was like the least and and i watched it i think i wrote down here i watched it five times yeah ouch yeah Sorry. Ouch. Well, do we need to get through the, this quickly I think, then? <laughs> like, I think listen, you get onto it though. You get into the part two. I think it's hard to I mean, we're essentially a parody, right? Right. So if we are trying to be a parody, sending a parody that is within a parody. It's it was messed it was messed up. Yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> and we address I mean, it. We address it in the script. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely yeah. do. I think you guys nail it. Oh, I you're will so say sweet. Real quick you about you addressed the, it in the script really yeah. well. <laughs> But you reviewed it and everything. You edit, you know, you helped him with it. Um, I um, I will say I did not watch this show regularly when it was on, but I would randomly catch an episode. And this yeah. was one of the ones I actually saw when it aired. Oh. And I remember thinking it was quite funny. For, I, listen, I love this episode. Episodes. So, yeah, I, I didn't, this, this of episode is one of office, my favorites. Yeah. Of the Office episodes I've watched, this is on, yeah. this is at the top of the list. <laughs> But we're talking about sinning it, which is a totally different. So it's like it's like ranking. It's I like ranking your top bowel movement. You know, I was I, like, right. why was Jim like kind of gold? Was they were they doing like was that had something to do with the villain? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. was the villain. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's it sucks in another way because it's like, oh, if there was a chance for me to enjoy this show, it is like 10 times harder to sin an episode like this. Mm -hmm. So rather than sitting back and enjoying the show. Going, oh, this is a kind of a funny episode. I'm trying to sin it and not able to, to engage the part of my brain to yeah. sin it. Oh my god, it was it was really really difficult. So okay, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it's over. <laughs> um, it's I, been over for like eight months. Yeah, we have to drag <laughs> this pain back up. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's part of the job. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, part of the job. Why don't you go first? Uh, since you didn't write on it, uh, what were some of the stuff that you liked? Wait, hold I on a second. Oh, okay. I, I want to say something super. No, fast. you're fine. 
because I want to be clear, I feel confident to say my frustrations because I feel like it's an important thing for people to understand, you know, this job is fun and it, and it, it's something that I'm like super privileged to be able to do and really honored to be able to do. But writing is hard. And when you hit mental writing blocks, yes, this is just, this is me mostly trying to kind of bring attention to that part of being a writer mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Absolutely. wrestling of the creativity of it this is a place to kind of express that. And it does happen, uh, especially on specific types of episodes. I feel like I rail on a couple of shows a lot and the office is definitely one of them. So um, it's not a, I hate what I do. I don't like it. And I just did a shit show. I tried my best and it was still a shit show. And that's a bad feeling. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I share Absolutely. We 100%. They, yeah. We all have writer's block in different ways. I had, uh, in fact, we're, we're dealing with another one this week uh, when we get to where the wild things are. I was on that script. I was not really on that script. Um, that was, there, was, there were some really intense things going on in my life when that script was due, and I, I could not escape my brain to find the joy of writing. So there are some of my sins in that script. I did you know, send some along, but we all have those experiences where our writing buddy picks us up. And <laughs> That's a sad we, movie too. Like you got a lot of <laughs> shit going on in your life. Right. That is not the perfect movie to pop on. Right. So I think it's really interesting that we have that we have, we're having this conversation on the same week where I have an example of that. Yeah. And that's because it really does happen. And if you're a writer of any sort, you know writer's block is a real thing. Like it's just it's something that pops up and you just have to keep tapping away on the keyboard till you find your way through it, you know? Um so yeah, no, I, I think it's good that you brought it up. Jonathan, let's uh let's get into the sins of the video. I like the, I have an idea. I'll just send whatever I want because it's my damn channel. (laughs) Although that brings Uh, up some problems uh, when it's Jeremy's voice coming back on. that's funny. (laughs) It's like, Um, oh man. We had a tweet about that too, right? It's still his channel, right? It it still is. Absolutely. Just my voice on his channel. channel. That's right. Uh, You're like, you're like, uh, you know, uh, when you watch Jeopardy now, they introduce the guest host. That's right. uh, That's right. I will always be a guest narrator. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Show is late. Show it's lazy with its movie being, uh, show is lazy with its movie being lazy or not. I thought was really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Am I really supposed to root for Scarn after this? Is nothing sacred? And then just the whole thing towards the end about, you know, would be great at cinema sins within TV sins or whatever that was. And then at the end, you're yeah. like, who even am I right now? <laughs> you know, that when when I re-saw that, it had made it really made me wish we had transitioned narrators before that and had yeah. Jeremy do all the movie sins and me do all the t- the sins of the TV show. Like that could have been go, funny. That could have been a really interesting thing. And then in that final script, he would be like, you know, is great at cinema sins. And then I would say on TV sins. And then together we would say, who even am I right now? You know, like that kind of stuff could have been. Well, let's just let's really just take fun. it off. You know, the sixty-two thousand people that have seen it, they'll they won't say anything. <laughs> we'll it's re-upload a party. it. It's a, yeah, it's it's it, the, I don't know those how many do very well. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So anyhow. Continue. Or was that the, that was Yeah, your... no, that was, that was what I had. Danae, what about you? Um, I like, again, how you addressed that it was going to be hard to sin. Um, looking away from a blowtorch. That was, to me, very funny. <laughs> uh, I will say in this one, you know, this was before we were adding closed captioning as well. So, of course, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting a glimpse at the before of, like, we, we've been doing a lot of oh, transitioning. think about that. Into mm-hmm. this one. So, I was, um... I was actually watching it on low enough volume and I, uh, and I, I'm just used to getting to read now. Uh, cause you know, there's, there's times when you just, you've seen this 
so many times mm-hmm. because you've seen it in Framio and all this stuff that you don't need to hear the inflection anymore. You just need to like get caught up on, oh yeah, I remember this part and ref- ref- in refreshing for the show. Um, and I couldn't do that on this one. I had to make sure that the volume was up because we weren't doing closed captions for the entire thing. So yeah. that was just an interesting kind of, uh, we've, we've come a long way. Um, that being said, it's also painful because there are some uh uh, coronavirus quarantine jokes in here that still sure. stand almost mm-hmm. a year later. And we wondered um, when we wrote these, if they were going to be sitting stale on the shelf at some point in time. Uh, so the <laughs> sports joke and yeah, then the hockey I had one that later one written on. down to talk about in keeping tabs, but let's do it now. Cause I have another keeping tabs, but okay. it's, it's really interesting because that sin is, Hey, we got sports games again. And then the sin is the year 2021. <laughs> the fact that this video is, is now coming out in the year 2021. Yeah. Is really fascinating to me. And the joke still makes sense, you know, but it's it's it like does. it's it's so weird that the joke is now about the year it's in as opposed to something that yeah. was a year off when we wrote it. It was a year off when we when it was written, and it was also one where we're like, in the year 2021 is when hockey will be back. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. It's just this, that was a kind of an interesting thing. So this this one for me is almost like a time capsule in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was um, written at a time too where there was literally no sports. Like right. no one was. There might have been like golf tournaments locked or something. Locked down. Everything yeah. was very much locked down. Um, I also liked the. I bet this is what you'll miss the most sequence. Like oh, when you look back on this show, I bet this is the stuff that you'll miss the most. And yeah. it was necrophilia jokes and uh, sexual assault bestiality jokes. Bestiality, it was just the perfect but yes. bestiality. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. I always, I always, I always no, appreciate that you help educate me. No, no, no. It's it's very unfortunate it's that I know that the correct. So I know, much. right? It's like to be the guy that corrects you on your pronunciation of bestiality uh, is yeah. probably not a good look. But uh, that but there you go. Good sense because they are beast. I mean, that just I don't know where the best <laughs> no, even comes. Hey, Aaron, from. can I tell you something? I, I it's been something that I obviously launched from my mind because you've talked about this on the show before. You've yeah, corrected yeah. me before. Yeah. And it was within a very short amount of time that I was talking with Jeremy mm-hmm. about a joke on a on a um, script, mm-hmm. and bestiality came up. Mm-hmm. He wrote it as bestiality, and I corrected him, and then he said, "I don't want to know how you know that." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn it, Aaron!" <laughs> See, I'm telling you, knowledge is dangerous. Knowledge is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt weird, like back to like, oh, "You have to talk to Aaron about that." Like, I would have. <laughs> Aaron and I have in-depth conversations about bestiality all the time. That's where I learned. <laughs> that made, you made it worse. Oh, shit. Anyways, that's what yeah, I have And down. you're going to say something about it's okay to marry a second cousin. And then he's going to be like, what? <laughs> I where still don't understand why you guys think that's so normal. But, you know, you guys do you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice try. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed that first run of like doing cinema sins in a TV sin, like the although no studio logos, and then taking a sin off for no logos on his movie. Um, the uh, the uh, in case you confused it with Scarn Manor five or four five one Hanover Lane Clark Summit Pennsylvania one eight four one two, like changing the zip code like just one little bit. Uh, uh, thought was funny. Um, stock film syndrome. Yes, kind of proud of that one. That one's pretty fun. Uh, and then the ants joke that really does go on for like forever in that episode. Like that, it, it it is one of the the jokes they just beat into the ground over time. And so that this joke ants on for some time. I mean, this joke goes on for some ants. I mean, this ants goes ants for ants ants. <laughs> I, just, I just really like that one. So wanted to mention those as well. 
Um, all right, Danae. So we're going to do another office run, and you're going to be uh, heading up every single script. I know. Uh, I so. know. It sucks. <laughs> it's really right. popular right now again, right? With the whole peacock thing, and yep, it's back on. Pe- it which was really a nice little thing that we popped those out right yeah, when it's it going live on us. Peacock. Yeah, that worked out nice. Uh, let's see. Music video sins. Sawiti, best friend, uh, featuring uh, Doja Cat, I believe. This is, of course, uh, Music Video Sins, so it's Barrett. Um, Jonathan, did you also write on this one? No, I didn't write on this okay, one. Okay, so this was Barrett. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this. I'll let you guys talk if you have anything to say. Uh, well, there's just, Aaron, there's, you have to do your segment. There's what not is much of a song here, right? Meaning? No, there's, there's, there's no song here. Uh, the deeper meaning is that this person is very proud of... Boy, I'm I, I'm gonna have to be careful because you know my opinion on the things she's proud of her friend are are not very good. But uh, I'm I'm just gonna say she's very proud of her friend her friend for putting herself in dangerous situations and exploiting oh, herself. I and I didn't yeah, pay that close attention to it. Apparently, well, it's you know it's just like my I, friend's uh, so cool because she's sleeping be with a whole honest, bunch of men and I don't when know. Doja Cat whatever. is on the screen, I I don't hear a lot. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. She's very pretty. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Wow, I mean, they both are, and they wow, both are. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. Like, wah, 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 wah. What? What was that? I don't know. Uh, look, I, I don't know how not to sound like the old man here. I just don't know how to do it. I, well, it's, I it's, a, to it's a say, song about being proud of your best friend for doing things I would never be proud of my best friend for doing. Like, I can hear that now. I just... Yeah, but also, like I said, there's not much of a song here, right? The no, video is no, like really isn't. seventy, like twenty five percent, at least thirty percent of skits. So mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah. I don't, I don't even understand why they made a video, but uh, it's, you know, it's popular. So good sure. for them. Sure, absolutely. Um, and I also like, I've never seen a bikini top that looked like that. That was really interesting. So it is true. It is true. Uh, and the the observation of why does it say icy? Um, but. <laughs> That is a that is a good question, Barrett. That is a very good question. Barrett said about this one, I had heard of Soweetie long before I heard her music, and I kind of like it. Nothing that reinvents the wheel, but she has a different flow from her contemporaries, as does Doja Cat, honestly. And the song is fun, even if it's periodically nonsensical. The video was a delight to sin, and I love sending someone's video that I know very little about. And look forward to the comment section correcting me on a bunch of issues. I also <laughs> loved the offhanded reference to the strippers putting themselves through college. Of course, I've heard that you guys have like... What? Wait, hold on. Of course, I've heard that you guys have like a stripper ministry and stuff, and I hope that's not offensive. What? What? <laughs> what? Is he like literally Barrett? talking to you? I think he's talking to me there because I've talked about the stripper ministry in the past. Oh. The people who uh, go in and create relationships with um, women who are doing stripping and or sex work. Mm-hmm. To make sure they're not being exploited. Right. Who don't want to be there Correct. and are being exploited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's a bit you. of a difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But- I, I got you. I got you. I'm with you now. I remember this. Um, yeah. I just, I agree with him in the sense that they have very, like when it comes to hip hop, if you've listened to a lot of hip hop like Barrett and I have, they do have very unique flows. They have very unique sounds to them. I would love to see them do another song together. I just couldn't get really into this one. Um, But I do agree because like separately, I like both of them quite a bit. um, What I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Let's see. I'll go first. Getting into the video. Uh, You exert more energy from doing that than actually cooling yourself down, you know, and then the, the addition of 
Uh, actually, no idea if that's true, but an evil band teacher told me that in high school when we were sweltering at band camp during August. My, that one hit real uh, home for me, considering all my boys are in band and do band camp every uh, August. Mm-hmm. And also because I wonder if it's true. I want to know um, if it is band actually true. Band camp's not fun, man. I, I no. did one time, and then I was like, I'm done with band. Yeah, I liked choir. I, not choir. I liked uh, recital band, but marching, no. Yeah. Yeah, my kids dig it. Good for uh, them. Driving while actively having a seizure. Uh, definitely made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> look, at some point, you just have to retire the shirt if it's got this many rips in it. Uh, made me laugh as well. And it has in parentheses in the script, intentionally silly. And I've just decided any sin in a script that has the parenthetical intentionally silly is my favorite sin. It just all like that kind of stuff. Just I think it's makes funny that we have to we feel like we have to say that. But sometimes <laughs> you kind of do. Well, because I guess, you know, you just want it read the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the main reason we're not like, you know, but that's always hard for me when I'm putting stuff like that, though, because I know like no one here really gets offended. But it's like when I make a reference, I if I'm not sure if you know about what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll mention it. But then, you know, sometimes Baird will be like, I did know what that was. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to offend you. (laughs) Wanted to make sure you didn't just cut it because you didn't understand it or, you know, (laughs) right. Right. Jonathan, what about you? What were some of your favorite sins? Um, you mentioned a couple of them, but, um, please tell me his next line will be start the goddamn video already. I thought that was really funny. Mm -hmm. And then of course, is she trying to air it out or something? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that one so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I had to I had to um I you know, in the editing process, I was really concerned about something in that sense, so I reviewed it several times. Um I'm just joking. <laughs> I had to zoom in yeah, just right. to make sure that the pixels were proper. Mm-hmm. I don't remember I don't remember what I don't remember if it was that one or another one. And I don't remember, I can't even remember what, what they had done in the editing, but I remember Barrett put a note while I appreciate, I appreciate you going back to the thong, but I think we should do this. I just remember thinking like, Oh, we have such a weird job sometimes. Like you, you oh, remind yeah. me of uh Danae doing the, the hustlers uh, video yeah. where she's like, z- like super focused in her sins on <laughs> JLo's J- J- butthole. <laughs> it's just like I paused this and how zoomed I, in. How will we ever forget about like, Danae's obsession with J-Lo's, J-Lo's butthole? Where is it? I did. You guys, I spent a lot of time looking. It's <laughs> <laughs> our stuff? job, man. I've never yeah. I've never used a G-string that is like that is so non-existent that I wouldn't be concerned that something would be showing. <laughs> right? So right. she has no butthole is the answer. That is the answer. Uh must make about life you? hard. Um, most have been mentioned, but I did enjoy the delivery of, I'm pretty sure 70% of the lyrics to the song are descriptions of what the other person is doing. If I were to describe my best friend, I'd be like, now he's typing on a pewter real fast. He's a writer and he likes to look at ass. So we know that's about Aaron. Of course. Uh, right? Of course. Yeah. Obviously yeah. he's talking about me. That one crack. I am Barrett's best friend. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the cinema sins for the week. Uh, where the wild things are. I already briefly mentioned this as a Dicer share script, pretty much a share script. Although Chris actually wrote a bunch on this too to help out. Um, so uh, Chris actually had uh, a lot in this as well. Um, what oh, did, that's cool. What did Barrett have uh on this one? Max is a butthole. Speaking of buttholes, <laughs> not the actor obviously, but the character. I don't see a lot of growth or realization in that character that would lead to his actions at the end. 
Having said that, it is what a kid would do, especially one that has an unstable environment. So while I didn't love the movie overall, I respect where it's coming from, but it was ultimately unnecessary. I do wish Spike Jones would direct more often. Anyway, the effects are magnificent. The cinematography is great. And the soundtrack is boss as hell, featuring my wife from an alternate universe, Karen O of the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Oh, he is a fan. He is a fan indeed. Um, Jonathan, what's your opinion of this movie? Um, I think it's a really well done movie. I love Spike Jones. I loved going into this like I loved adaptation and uh, being John Malkovich. Is he what else? He, I know he's done something else, but um, those are the two that are always my favorites. But um, I will say, as a child of divorce, I think this movie, uh, when Barrett's talking about an unstable environment, I think this movie absolutely gets that. I don't know if Spike Jones is a child of divorce. I, I have no idea, but. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was because the way they approach this is like this is the opposite of Mrs. Doubtfire, which I've joked about in the past is right. kind of pissing me off. Um, but because it's so accurate and because like I can almost picture myself in some of this, it's not a movie I've watched again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it's a very effective movie. I think it's a very well done movie. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of my take on it. No, we have very similar opinions. Uh, yeah. I think I may even like it a little more than you do. Um, I, I think I kind of love this movie. And and I am also a Spike Jones fan. And the one film you didn't mention is actually his favorite of mine, which is Her. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's his best. You're right. No, you're absolutely um, right. But uh, I think I think he's a phenomenal director. Yes. Um, and I, I think the problem with this movie, and the reason that it's as underrated as I think it is, is mm-hmm. because people were expecting a kid's movie. It's a kid's book. They were expecting a family film. Like, a, And this is not a kid's movie. It is a movie about being a kid. And those are two very different things because being a kid is traumatic. Like, There's a lot of trauma in being a child and what and you kind of... And I think this movie captures that very well. I As I watch this movie, I just remember in, in re-watching it to send it, I just remember feeling like... Man, I know that. I remember that feeling as a kid. I don't yeah. remember a lot from yeah. my childhood, but I remember those emotions of this small thing being the most traumatic thing that had ever happened to me and that the world hated me or, you know, like all those crazy deep emotions you're trying to struggle through as a child. And like he really gets that I, stuff right. I think I kind of disagree that this isn't for kids, though, because I one thing, you know, people always talk about movies from the 80s and stuff and how they were how they were kind of like, those are some fucked up kids movies. But I think what a lot of those movies did that a lot of movies aimed at kids don't do now is kids are actually acting like kids. And I think you have that here. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think if this was a movie that I had, like when I was going through all this shit, um, I think this would have been very effective, actually. Um, maybe, um, but I, I just, mean, I, and I would think maybe older kids, like I agree, like taking a four or five year old to this, but it is PG. I mean, it's not G, right. so maybe it should have been PG 13, maybe, but, um, it's definitely, I know what you're saying. It's not, it's not like a cookie cutter kids movie by any means. Well, and there, and there are movies for kids that deal yeah. with tough stuff. Pixar's absolutely famous for that, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they just had soul come out that deals with yeah, the existential yeah. well, value soul, of I would purpose. argue is probably not a kid's movie, but. You could. I know what you're saying. Uh, you could, but I it think, uses uh, bright. It's a great co- example. But it uses bright colors yeah, yeah, and yeah. funny moments. And like this movie is not interested in like even bringing children along in the normal ways you would but think. See, I look at, but like I just said, like I compared it to Up. Like I think Up is actually a very good example because I think Up is also a kids dealing with a lot of emotional issues sure. and things like that. So, I mean, but it is animated. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is more realistic, but, but this does deal with like his imagination and these creatures and stuff. I don't know. I can totally see what you're saying. Sure. I just, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think some kid. I don't think you should just not show your kid this. I mean, I think if you know your kid well enough. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just trying to put my finger on what people were expecting that they didn't get in that that's what because I look at this, you know, he mentioned all the stuff that's great about this movie, how well mm-hmm. it's made, the soundtrack, the, you mm-hmm. know, the cinematography, like it's just a really well done film and I I just so I try to put my finger on like why it's as underrated as it is it, yeah. and I think the expectations may play a little bit of a Yeah, and it's it's a little dark, it's a little it's a little as Danae would say, bonkers. I, you know, that's it's a little abstract at times. That's I mean, that's stuff that's always going to throw I love you know that throw stuff, the though. mainstream audience yeah. off. But uh, but I should I should go back if I didn't make that clear. I do love this movie. Yeah, I'm just saying it's a very very hard movie for me to watch because it just it brings up so many. Uh, and I didn't have a hard time. Like my parents got along, and you know I had great step parents after all. I mean things worked out, but. Um, but there is still a lot of weird stuff when you're that young and not understanding, like, why are my parents fighting? Why won't they yeah. be together? You know, so I yeah. get it. Yeah. You know, I think there, this one is one that as I watched the Sins video, because I haven't seen this movie, but as I watched the Sins video and I was having a lot of the same thoughts in my mind that you guys have already talked about. So I don't want to go back over that again, because I agree with what a lot of what you're saying. Um, but it did. It did. It makes me think while you guys are speaking that there are people who can relate to this level of uh, what Max is experiencing and how you would need to process that as a child. But if you are a child, can you get outside of yourself enough to understand that this movie is, um, is symbolically showing how a child would compensate? I don't Mm -hmm, know that, but you know, your children better. Like if you're going to use it as a tool of conversation that might be something where you pause and you talk about things, but like, I don't know. I, w- I watched movies very differently as a child as you do as an adult. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe there would be some things that, that they would pick up. But for me, the things that I would pick up is just the violence of these huge monsters. Um, like, and the monsters for me come from a, f- a silly book rather than this being like a, tr- like an example of mm-hmm. uh, how children deal with trauma. So I would almost say I would show this to Justin as an adult, or I would show this to someone that I know went through a lot in their childhood Mm -hmm. and say like, how do you relate to this as a conversation piece rather than like, Hey, let's watch this and have some therapy together or, you know, give you something that you can relate to when they're, when you're in child form. I don't know. Totally fair. But you know, your children better, you know, your family better. This is just one of those that is going to have a lot of emotion attached to it. And we're talking about a lot of emotion in this episode because there's more to come. There there is more to come. Um, Let's go ahead and get into uh, the sins themselves uh, then. And today, why don't you uh, kick us off? Okay, I can do that. Um, But first. But first. I I have to find where I was because I was multitasking you need you need an ultra wide screen like i have where you can have everything really up on do. the same screen like it's so nice i really really do um harassing your dog with a fork <laughs> here's why i wrote this one down because um are we supposed to be rooting for this kid this is a recurring sin that i don't realize is re- recurring yeah. until recently but it's kind of peppered in a lot of places especially mm-hmm. on the tv sin side i kind of like feel myself going to that one more easily and it's already been in like two in today's episode alone. And I wanted to just touch on it because I think that would be a funny merch. Oh, interesting. 
like just a shirt that said, "Are we supposed to be rooting for this guy?" Right. I thought, I thought you were going a completely different direction with this. <laughs> no, this, that was a real insight to Danae's brain. We're, we've been having these these really serious like, conversations. Like, <laughs> she's like, "Is this kid a serial killer?" I didn't know where yeah, you were going. Yeah, right. It's like, no, Danae's like, brain is on merch. No, I <laughs> I just think that would be a really funny shirt or something. Yeah, absolutely. No, I okay. agree. I think, I think just it, a shirt that says think, kids would be funny, but I don't know if that would come across as well. Yeah. But Prometheus School of Running Away From Things kids. is one of our best-selling shirts. Right. Oh, and you probably don't want something that says fucking kids, by the way. Forget I said that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we wouldn't I, I didn't that. mean it that way, obviously. But. <laughs> he he said fucking comma kids, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Commas are important. Um, but the rooting for, I don't know. I just think that's kind of fun. Okay, yeah. so I wrote that down because I had a little epiphany and it gave me some nice. inspiration. Also, don't uh, use forks on your animals. It's not nice. Expecting offense to go in two different yeah. directions cracked me up. Um, and then, so Douglas is cool with that one arm now. Just jams a stick in there and everything's okay. <laughs> I mean, how is he going to jerk off with that thing? <laughs> like, I would I would write the sins part about just jamming a stick in like okay it was just, this is just normal uh-huh. i can see myself writing that but this is one where sometimes you guys will say to me like oh i would have never gone that next level because uh-huh. i don't have the female perspective right the jerking off bit is one that i was <laughs> like that's really funny <laughs> i wouldn't go there <laughs> um and then oh this scene is so emotional i'm gonna puke no seriously and then just the the gagging noise was funny and then the the um my react the, I couldn't understand what they were saying either. And then the quote is my reaction whenever I hear a SoundCloud rap. <laughs> I just, that would hit me hard because I have been on SoundCloud recently experiencing that same feeling. So I just felt nice. seen and heard. Nice. Yeah. Jonathan, what about you? Um, is there really a way to make happiness without Pepinus? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <sighs> um, oh, shit. And then I I loved sinning, uh, wearing khakis in the snow because holy shit, that is terrible. Like who would mm-hmm. let their kid go out in the snow in khaki? Yeah, that is that's that's the worst thing about the parenting in this entire. Movie. <laughs> uh, laugh. Well, fighting. as a as a parent, you probably know this, but uh, as a parent who raised raised kids in Michigan when there was often snow, <laughs> oh, that's true. You'd just look out the window and they'd be out there in yeah, whatever. I, that's like, fair. You no, did, that's you, totally you, fair. Like you didn't give them permission. You didn't check to see what they were wearing. They're just out in the snow in their khaki. That's true. It's not bad parenting. It's just a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Because that is, you're going to, oh, you'd get so wet. Uh, Laugh fighting, uh, eating your problems, which is also kind of sad because Mm -hmm. I do that. Um, And then smelling your visitors, I thought was really funny. Yeah, I had that one too. And then the, I just wanted to mention the, the few good, the few good men outtake. I felt like Barrett was talking to me with that. I thought that was great. (laughs) Nice. We, we do that to each other often the why do you love them so much yes yeah uh i will also mention uh snowball fights are not fun i don't care how many movies make it seem like they are they always end up with frozen fingers and someone taking an accidental quote-unquote ice chunk in the face within the first minute danny that those snowball fights are a blast but go ahead uh danny was my next door neighbor let's i'll just leave it at that and uh i may have some unresolved issues with the times we played in the snow together um, that was one part of that movie that really like resonated with me was the ice fort growing up in Michigan. Like the idea oh, so of cool. whenever there was snow, like I could go create a whole world to live yeah, in. We couldn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I've only ever been able to do that one time and it was because we had a crazy snow one year and mm-hmm. it was, it was the right kind where you could yeah. build something to crawl through. Yeah. I haven't had a snow like that. I can't even, I mean, I was a little kid. 
Yeah, that my was daughter. so much fun. I haven't had that. That, is, that got, is the main thing my boys have talked about missing since we moved down here was the idea yeah. that like big snows were a normal thing up there every once in a while and they just don't I have it. I was so much happy here. when my daughter was like three or four, we actually got like uh, for us, we got a big snow. It was like the most snows in like 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. And so we actually got to build like a full on snowman and stuff. I'm just really glad she got to experience that because, you know, yeah. living here, that might never happen. I so. it, was, it was an easy trade off for me, man. I listen. I'll, I'll take the warmer winters. She and... doesn't like snow now. So no, it's when it was snow outside the other day. I was like, "Don't you like during her break at school?" I was like, "Don't you want to go out and run around the snow?" She's like, "Uh, I'm good." Well, especially when you have to adult, snow is the worst. Like, yeah. it's just it's horrible in all all the ways. Um, it's beautiful though. It really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Max Injury Road mm-hmm. made me laugh. And uh, 15 minutes in, and we've heard Max's name at least three dozen times. <laughs> Movie waste no time reaching maximum maxing. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Today, you want to talk first? Yeah, I think I should. So I just want to, um, we don't have to go into details. This isn't going to get awkward, <laughs> but it we, a little bit, um, I don't know if it's a trigger warning or not, because I've already talked about being so emotional about other things. So <laughs> right, yeah. um, Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a movie for me that, immediately has a trigger for me it puts me in a really bad space because of what happened in my life at the time that i watched it and in an attempt to get prepared to talk about this i immediately went into a very serious uh, emotional spiral so i am going to actually take a step back and so jonathan and aaron are going to take over for this segment and then i will join you on the other side sounds that's good. just kind of an attempt to i, I really honor appreciate my that honor myself too. and honor my like my needs and um not push sometimes i push mm-hmm. uh, this is one i i kind of just i know it's, it's yeah. not a good what idea great, what great self-knowledge too and i think that's really i think that's really admirable to understand yourself enough and your triggers enough to know hey guys i just need to step away f- you know for this entire conversation because of you know this movie so yeah absolutely completely okay, honor so that i'll i'll be watching but if I decide to play video game, just text me. I'll come back. <laughs> so it's not gonna it's not gonna be any different than usual. You'll be right. playing video games and I'll have to get your attention when it's your no. turn. The difference <laughs> we'll is laugh that right now. <laughs> you guys you guys need to No, it's it's a, like I don't want this my experience shouldn't ruin somebody else's love of a movie. We all have different experiences. So Absolutely. um that's something too that I, I appreciate your care and concern for me. But you guys can just have a lot of fun. I'm gonna just stay in my safe space. Um, and yeah, you'll have to read the you'll have to read the comments on behind the sins from the writers and everything. Yep, I I'm got just pulled gonna up. go. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. Have fun. Of course, we'll do. Bye. All right. Well, let's get into it. This was a share Scott script. Uh, so Barrett and Jeremy writing on this one. We'll hear what they have to say first. Uh, Barrett says, I bleeping love this movie. There's no reason that I should because it's ludicrous on so many levels. But I've watched this an embarrassing amount of times. You could tell why Brad left Jen's ass in the dust after the shoot, giving the otherworldly chemistry between him and Angela. I'm kidding, but holy bleep. It's shot beautifully. It has a great cast, tight story, and is very, very sexy and transmission. Of course, uh, that is Barrett. Here is Jeremy, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This movie has so much baggage with the Brad Angelina rumored affair that it never really had a chance with audiences, which sucks because it's quite fun. Preposterous, but fun. There are even a few moments that are uncomfortable in hindsight, like them beating the hell out of each other in the kitchen, which is played for laughs and is, you know, mutual spouse abuse oh and then they have sex 
I wish more thought had gone into the assassin organizations and a rule that two assassins can't be in a relationship is bleeping stupid, let alone not reason to kill them. But let's just say we want to kill them. They do it in the most convoluted way possible. They don't send assassins after them. They make both of them go after Adam Brody, who is funny but has zero character depth here. Then once they have them in a room together with Brody, then they'll send in assassins to kill them. That is the dumbest bleeping plan ever. This movie also does not understand marriage at all. Six years and neither one of them has grown suspicious of the other spouse's mysterious life. Six years and they haven't worked out the who drives out of the driveway first protocol. Later when they tango, she touches his dick and he says, that's all for me or some such. And they have been married for six years. It's a series of fun beats held together by a thread of a plot. Just think, if Brad had been single when they filmed this and fell in love, the film would have been re- would have received a positive marketing boost because of the relationship, and we'd probably already have had Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Smith's 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Um, many great points in there. Um, well, this movie was a success. Did it make money? I have no idea what the box office result of this movie was. Um, I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Uh it has been a long time since I've seen this movie, and watching the Sins video was, in, you know, interesting because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this was a really fun movie." I remember liking this. Uh, I should revisit it. Yeah, four hundred eighty-seven point three million worldwide. That's great. Uh, domestically, yeah, it did well. Um, yeah, it made one hundred eighty-six. Um, yeah, no, I saw it around when it came out. I don't think I saw it in the theater though. I think I think Meredith and I just rented it or something. Uh, when it came out, but um, I, I've only seen it the one time all the way through. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it since. I, I uh, Pitt and Jolie are ridiculous. Um, I don't think it's fair that two people can be that goddamn hot um, and that you know that have that much chemistry. It's just not fair to the rest of the the normal world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, no, good for them. Good for them being beautiful and in shape. Um, I just I agree with Jeremy kind of, but I I don't. But I do. I will say. I mean, I don't think the movie cares if they. Under, if they're a good married couple or what I, the movie's going for all the broad strokes it's mm-hmm. you know they're they're in a car chase in a minivan and you know stuff like that or an suv or whatever that was i mean and there's golf there's golf they have to make sure you see that there's golf clubs um in the in the back of the car you know just all that kind of suburban stuff i didn't like yeah. that about it but but it's it's fun i i wish they had just i like he's saying or maybe it's barrett i wish they had gone more into like the assassination groups and stuff like that that could that might have been interesting but i don't know it's the movie we got and i understand why they did it the way they did it and yeah. uh it's perfectly watchable from what i remember so what were some yeah. of your uh, favorite sins um i really enjoyed um the answer here should be a whole fucking lot or in whose trailer do you mean when they were talking about right. they've been having sex. uh poor jane soon going to be familiar with the term tequila dick uh Release the Lehman Lyman cut, obviously, yeah. is very, very funny. Very funny. And uh, Tom Cruise insisted on doing this stunt himself, even though he's not in this movie. <laughs> That's becoming a running joke. I think we've used that joke before. And I think so, yeah. I, I really like it. I'm going to have to remember that one because that's that's a fun <laughs> one to make kind of a running gag. Um <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, if you've got William Fick, uh, Fickner in your cast, you yeah. show that man. Um, yeah, I really like that. So you could get the rhythm guitarist from Nickelback to play this role for 10 cents on the dollar. <laughs> really beautiful uh the sin that was just sheets really made me laugh <laughs> i just had to give a shout out to sinning sheets uh in movies um you know that's that's where the real sins are uh she literally just climbed out of bed so her breath right now must be somewhere between armpit and vomit oh, yeah. right yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing in all movies though. Like people start like full on like making out right after they wake up. Like just mm-hmm. I don't know. Just my wife is very hygiene centric, so she's like she'd be uh. like, no, you go brush your you go brush your teeth, and then you come back and kiss me. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry, Jane, but you have to phrase your response in the form of a question. <laughs> really made me laugh. Because, uh, you know, it's like she was answering a quiz Absolutely. show. Laura Cl- uh, Lara Croft Zoom Raider was uh-huh. great. Uh, even if they haven't seen one of these before, why would they stick around to watch what it does? Do they think it's going to pull a Wally and show the, the, them the seedling it's been protecting uh, when they encounter the robot? Very fun stuff. Um, and then I... I have a feeling this lady is really focused on getting her McDonald to McDonald's for her morning <laughs> That McMuffin. was hilarious. <laughs> so good, so very, oh, very I also, good. I, meant, I had more on her that I, I didn't, I didn't scroll down. Sure. I, we, do, we should mention Angelina Jolie is indeed the bone collector. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. And yep. we channel jokes stand the test of time. Sure do, don't they? They sure do. <laughs> very nice. Well, there you go. That's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and we will move on to keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I I talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at something from the sinning process. Maybe a tab that we had to open. That's why it's called Keeping Tabs. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever you want to talk about from sinning. Um, Jonathan has already informed me that he didn't do I any do work for I, the stuff I, this week. So. I just did Rick and Morty. That was the only one I worked on, and I couldn't find anything that I looked up. I went through it. So I talked about sports in 2021. I do have another one that I kind of wanted to mention, uh, a story that's involved in in The Office. But, Danae, what do you have this week? Nothing. Oh, it's just me. It's just me telling yeah. stories. Hey, guys, gather around. It's story time with Aaron. Um, well, I feel well, bad. Well, this is a story. I feel bad because I, I found out people really like this segment, but I, oh, mean, yeah. I just yeah. I didn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel bad. I found out people actually like the show and 
I don't like, know. I'm, I'm going to be I've, honest. I've been informed recently that this segment is a favorite of a lot of people's. They and like hearing about our Google searches and stuff like right. that. So I feel and, bad on the weeks I don't have something. And I'm going to yeah. be honest. I don't understand how you don't – like if you wrote on something, like aren't you always Googling weird stuff or is, do I just it's, take writing as an excuse to like Google no, weird stuff? No, I think it and, depends. Some of these, like I don't know, it's a 20-minute episode. You know, Sometimes you don't necessarily – and if I did, it was just looking up like an actor or something like that, which I guess right. we could talk about that. And then, But it's mostly just me forgetting to keep track yeah. of that and write and it down. And we could go like the next level deeper too where it's yeah. like the sinning process for me this week was really tough. In fact, you know, the, miss, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing could be Danae's keeping tabs even as you know little as we talked about it the idea that there are sometimes or writer's block like that's a keeping tabs like all that stuff could kind of go in the keeping tabs category right like i like how we're working out our show on the show hey listen so save this is this is like stuff for this segment right this is behind the scenes inception right now behind the inception because (laughs) you are absolutely right we are behind the scenes of the behind the scenes right now (laughs) we've been doing that a lot more lately and i have to tell you i love it No, it's great. It's great. Uh, I will tell you the story that that I wanted to mention because it was in the the office episode, and the sin was this. Um, I should say in the office episode, the the quote is: "Each year, the National Hockey League accepts one civilian amateur to play in the All Star game," and it was like this big joke that they're making, like this yeah. would actually happen. And then the sin is this was a really easy sin here about how stupid that idea is. And then some 42-year-old Zamboni driver in Toronto played goalie and saved a game. And now I don't know what's real anymore. And I just wanted to mention that is indeed a real story. Um, People may not know, but uh, emergency goalies is a thing in the NHL. Every NHL arena uh, has has somebody on tap. That if the goalies from one of the teams all, because there's only like usually two or three, if they're all unavailable for whatever reason, they have an emergency goalie that can go in the game. And what's really interesting about this specific story is he went into the game against his own team that hires him to do Zamboni work and that kind of stuff. So he he is saving goals for the other team, for the opposing team. And giving them the win. It's just this really interesting story um, that you should look up. It happened in uh, um, February, I believe, of this year. Uh, Yeah, February 22nd, right before everything went down. (laughs) My my favorite story about something like that was there was this guy. He was a he was a firefighter, and uh, the vice president. I mean, the the vice president got um, uh, taken hostage at a hockey game, Mm -hmm. and then um, to to thwart the terrorist, he had to. Uh, knock out the actual goalie and go in there himself, mm-hmm. and he yeah, ended up winning great, the game. It's a great story. And sudden death. And sudden <laughs> death. I feel like the story should be called sudden death. And yes. maybe if they make the movie like Jean Claude Van Damme, maybe mm-hmm. you know from 1995, Jean Claude Van Damme could play the yeah. part. I don't know. So his name is David Ayers. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, no, it was great. It was, it was a good bit. It was a good run. It was a good bit. I try. I, I like it when you crack yourself up. Uh, David Ayers uh, was the Zamboni driver um, from the t- uh, Toronto Marlies and became uh, a rags to riches sports story that day. Um, both goalies, James Ramirez and Peter Mrazek, were out de- via injury. Uh, so he had to come into the game in the second period with the Hurricanes leading three to one. Mm-hmm. He stopped eight out of the ten shots he faced. So nice. there were ten. Crazy. There were ten shots on goal. He stopped eight of them. That's and, really good. Yeah, and Carolina uh, ended up winning six to three. 
and the wow. uh, crowd gave him a standing ovation at the end, even though they lost the game. I bet. Um, no, you have to so, give a standing ovation for that. Can you imagine being at that game? That would be awesome. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, that's a real thing. Uh, hockey actually does have emergency goalies, and they are just regular people who know how to play yeah. hockey. When and- I was... Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I was just gonna say, going back to that bit, that when I when I started it, I thought started thinking, oh no, what if Aaron Aaron might not have seen this movie, and I know Janae <laughs> hasn't seen it. Yeah, well, go you see know. Sudden Death, guys. It's awesome. <laughs> you should. You should. Uh, well, there you go. That's gonna wrap it up for uh, for keeping tabs. <laughs> we'll go on to the comment section. I I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to take a look at a comment from you to us, whether it be at the videos, Twitter, uh, it could also be Discord, anywhere you interact with us. Danae, why don't you go first? Mine is coming from the CinemaSense Podcast Network YouTube channel from episode 81 of Behind the Sins, mentioned by Flaren Euro, who says, if these had had a visual, they'd be more gold. And then Chartered Studio says, yes, it's good to know that someone else thinks this. And I respond, we've wondered about doing something like this. I think it would be hilarious. Listen, I'm going to bring it up again. I think we should do some part of our show visually. Like maybe we can go live to our members um, through Patreon or something. Because I think they would stick with us through the awkwardness of it all. And then the edited version goes out to the podcast. Um we do have conversations that don't make it to the final cut, though. Like there are some things where that's my Jonathan concern. Yeah, and Aaron and I take yeah. this time to connect as friends. Mm-hmm. So we might have to do like our chat before the live show would start, and then you know just rain in, which we could do. Yeah, but I really do think that it would be fun. I've been watching a lot of Twitch lately, so um, yeah, I just think it would be fun for us to be able to record what we do with a live audience now we wouldn't be able to interact because we have to stay focused and that's not the show so it wouldn't be like chatting and commenting in fact, i would and... demand that you not be looking at the comments <laughs> no you don't no, you do couldn't. like a do you still do a pre-show thing at sif pop uh we do a um well sif pop is a live video that's, show oh, now that's, it's live now that's right yeah, yeah. yep so and there is a difference between a live show where there's interaction this would be a live taping of the podcast but we would not be able to interact. You would just kind of be like peeking through the window, essentially. You'd be a paper. Gotcha. You'd be a paper. That's what I'm saying. So a, there. I, let me just say this. There will be an opportunity, at least one opportunity, to have that experience for our Sin Club members um, coming up. Um, that's all the details I'm going to say about that right now. Cool. But there will be uh, at least one opportunity to have that experience. I am not opposed to making that a weekly experience available mm. to our Sin Club members. But we have to figure out the, the practical nature of that. And Is it going to be do video too? Do I have to start wearing pants? Or? Yeah, well, you no. Don't have, no, you don't no. have to wear pants. We can't, we can't see your lower half. <laughs> I, mean, I can imagine if I'm I had to wear to pants to these things. I can hide behind this. Look, I can go... What's the That's guys? right. If you want, if you want to see what what Jonathan's forehead and hair look like, because his <laughs> microphone <laughs> p- 
pop filter covers the entire f- top 75% of his face, then yes, we will do this for you. I can kind of go up like this. <laughs> no, because then you're not coming through the mic as good. It's, it is going to be, you are going to be our Wilson from Home Improvement. There's going oh, back yeah. to an old show. You oh are Wilson. I, I, I love that we're having this conversation because I do think it's the next iteration of the show, um, the next evolution of the show kind of like a natural way for it to progress <laughs> and also you guys or digress um you guys also said something earlier about keeping tabs being the favorite well a year ago over a year ago we did a survey that kind of just asked you guys what you like about the show what you'd want to do differently things like that and i've been thinking that maybe we should just put out another survey again and ask you guys it what you'd be most interested in from mm-hmm. us if we were going to do an extra thing like for example one of the things that was most requested was like a little mini pod every once in a while and we do that over um on our membership platform Mm -hmm. at patreon Mm -hmm. so we do pay attention we also had people that said you know we want you to guest on certain podcasts and jonathan's been guesting on many podcasts um so we we really loved your feedback so i've just been wondering about that too uh i think there's enough interest that it could work maybe we go to twitch and we Throw something out on Twitch. I don't know. I it's just a it's exciting. We hear you. We're thinking about it. Um, and and if you guys are excited about it, hype it up. Let us know on Twitter or email or however you want to reach out to us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What oh comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where <laughs> so we are. I thought we were yep. talking about other things. <laughs> Jonathan, what about you? Are you wanting to be seen? Do you want people to see your face? <laughs> so I went to Twitter. Um, and uh, I just thought this was this was on our TV sends. Uh, Twitter account uh, at Ziggy. I'm going to go with McCloyd. I, sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, they tweeted, they shared a tweet with us, but they said their tweet said for the next video. And what they had shared was this tweet from uh, the Twitter handle at, uh, I guess it's Quickipedia. It's with a Q. Um, they said Americans spent 108,000 years streaming the office in 2020. Wow. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I didn't think you would, uh, but I just, I was just like, wow, that's insane. I don't even know how they came up with that number, but yeah. um, that's, that's scary. That's amazing. Math. Math is cool. Yeah. Stupid math. They math came is up amazing. with that number using math. Yeah. Uh, Hussein, Hussein uh, Babakert, I'm going to say, from the uh, Where the Wild Things Are video says, I just came here to say that this movie traumatized me as a child. That's all. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> hey, you just served that up to me. Know your kid. Uh, yeah, there's, there are several comments That's about terrible. that. It's we like, all have that movie that traumatizes, right? It's sure. always... Yeah, you just you never know what it's going to be. It's yeah. it's hard to it's hard to navigate those waters. Yeah, it's sometimes. really interesting the the things that you see you know, but I can early. see why. I mean, that movie would look so dark. It really impacts you us. Know, I, well, I agree with Aaron. I, I don't think that movie is made for kids. My thing was just, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't, I disagreed that no kid would get some, would, you know, be able to enjoy it, I guess right. is what I was saying. Yeah. But no, I, I totally think it's, it would be two different types of, but that's kind of like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I loved that movie as a kid, watched it mm-hmm. all the time. It was interesting going back to that movie as an adult, an adult who had maybe or maybe not tried some uh, uh, extracurricular drugs at that point in my life. Yeah. And being like, and that scene where they licked the wallpaper, I was like, oh my God, 
Like, you know, but that's not something Oh my God, a... of all of the yeah. scenes, that's the one that got you? <laughs> well, not the crazy that... bolt ride not the tunnel? the tunnel of doom? <laughs> no, but that's more like fantastical. Like this was like a <laughs> straight up like drug there reference. Were... Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm thinking that the ones like, I'm thinking it's a scene that traumatized you. No, 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 no. This movie didn't traumatize me. That's not what I'm oh, saying. I'm okay. just saying having, I'm sorry. I'm saying having different perspectives on a movie as a child, as an adult. As a child, sure. I thought that movie was fun. I thought oh it was scary, God. but I, but I thought it was a, you know, it was just an entertaining movie. As an adult, I was like, oh my God, those kids are doing acid. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. Shoot. But as a kid, oh, you man. don't know what that is. I can't, I can't get over it. Cause I do feel like based on some of the things that really like tweak you yeah. that licking a wall would be one of those things oh, that's that just true. No, really that's fair. sends you out. That's <laughs> true. possible too. I totally get the confusion. True. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought it was crazy as an adult that they had a movie where kids were doing acid. You know, Good the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. That is indeed crazy. That is indeed crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, you're kid. Let's move on <laughs> to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen. And uh, today you're going to start this time. Okay, so I kind of alluded a little bit. I've been trying to get into the world of Twitch. It's been something that's been requested of me a lot. A lot of people want me to do like um, video game streaming and things like that. In order to do that, I have to understand Twitch. So I've just sort of been getting into the... Uh, the world of Twitch, following some channels and just getting a general vibe of what I enjoy. And so um, through that, I've been really enjoying several channels uh, and I will probably be shouting those out uh, here on the podcast for you in case you enjoy watching Twitch. Um, and there's, I, and I, I do a variety. I love all different kinds. There's artists that I follow. There's people who do crafts that I follow. Um, all different kinds of people. There are gamers that I'm starting to kind of get more into, but a lot of the games are ones that are just like um, really involved, like uh, shooter game type styles. And man, I used to play those and I would love to have the time to get back into that. Maybe I will. I don't know, but um, I'm just kind of enjoying the world of Twitch. And there is this game that a lot of Twitchers play called Stream Raiders. So I know probably so many people who have Twitch know about this game, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a web-based game, streamraiders.com. And essentially there are people who um, stream throughout the day. The one that I'm really enjoying, his name is Brush for Hire, like an uh, like a artist's brush, Brush for Hire. And he um, is uh, commissioned to paint miniatures. And so like for games or for collectibles, that kind of thing. So he's really just a really great artist, but he literally streams while he works and he works like an eight hour workday, just kind of like a normal person, but the entire time he's streaming. And so he'll take breaks and he'll like, he'll take a break and he'll cut out a, you know, something to color on from a coloring book and stuff. But he is just so unique and fun. Um, he's cuckoo and you can have him wear different hats and he's just got this really cool vibe. He's got a punk mohawk and wears fingernail polish and cusses and, but he's not crude. He's just having a good time and he does this all day long, all week long. So he's just really impressive to watch. And while he streams, um, you can essentially join his little stream Raiders army and you can go place your own troops on the map 
And every 30 minutes he starts a battle. And so you can go to his stream if you want to watch the battle and then you win. And then the loot is distributed amongst those people who are playing in that war. So um, it's just a super, super simple game. And it's something that I didn't realize. I, I kind of like it being in the background because I'm somebody who I work, but I'm also I'm, I kind of need a little bit of a multitask thing going on. And I can get really distracted by other stuff happening, obviously, around me. The Internet is a massive distraction in and of itself. But in this case, every few minutes, I can just go place a troop and then I go back and get focused. And it just kind of gives me something to do. So I don't know. Right now, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Twitch in general and also Brush for Hire on Twitch um, and the game Stream Raiders. Oh, and I guess I should say, too, if you want to follow me on Twitch, it's just Danae Says, just like my uh, Twitter handle. Very nice. Cool. So kind of a Twitch dump today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll continue the the Twitch dump and say my name is my Twitch handle as well. So you can. Yeah. You, Aaron Dicer's on Twitch. Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitch. We stream a, a show every Monday morning um, unless there's an emergency. And there have been a couple of emergencies that have popped up in our lives that have prevented us from doing our Monday morning show. So those stream out to our channel. So, um, yeah, that's just a fun community. I'm really enjoying it. Jonathan, what about you? Um, I didn't really, I did a lot of rewatching this past week, not really on purpose. It's just kind of how it ended up being. I watched a lot of Turner classic and stuff like that. So I was going to talk about North by Northwest cause I, uh, rewatched that, uh, like a week ago. Uh, it was on, uh, Turner classics on, uh, movies on Saturday nights. They do, um, all of a sudden I can't even think of what that freaking the essentials is what they call it. Ah. And it's, uh, Ben Mankiewicz and Brad Bird. Uh, they, uh, they, oh, they, they talk about a movie and then they show it. So I mean, yeah, so in North by Northwest is a movie I watch every couple times a year, once at least once a year, either whether I'm popping in the Blu-ray or I'm watching it on TV or whatever. But uh, it's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I just it just blows me away. Um, no matter how many times I see it, it depending on what time, what day of the week you ask me, it might be my favorite Hitchcock. It's definitely in that like top three or four conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing I find interesting is like as a kid, like when I was well, just growing up, I guess in the eighties and stuff, I feel like even if you weren't a classic film fan, like you didn't watch a ton of classic films, like everybody watched Hitchcock. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with our parents, right? Yes, totally. Aaron has said his mom showed him Hitchcock. My mom introduced me to it. Uh, so I just feel like even if you didn't watch a lot of older stuff, that was kind of a given that you watched Hitchcock nowadays. I'm so I guess I shouldn't be because you know, these are really, really old movies for the most part. This one came out in 1959, but um, it kind of makes me a little sad <laughs> how a lot of these movies haven't been seen by a lot of younger people. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen North by Northwest, I you just have to watch North by Northwest. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine you thinking like, oh, this is older. It's weird. I mean, I, it probably does have some things in it that I'm just not noticing. Um, right. But I don't even know, like, if you would consider it that problematic there's probably some stuff in there especially well the man woman the male female relationship gender roles are always going to be uh, Although, one of the main things but yeah even i am i am that was one thing i took from this one even marie saint uh there's she's so good in this movie yeah. and um i think she's uh she's very tough and she's she at least initially i don't want to give away anything but she comes off very independent mm -hmm, um sure. You know, she's doing and, and there are some things going on behind the scenes that might contradict what I'm saying. But still, it's in the performance. It's in the character. I also I have to the um, I think rightfully so the scenes that people talk about with this movie are the crop duster scene 
Mount Rushmore, which I think Mount Rushmore is kind of the main reason Hitchcock wanted to do it because mm-hmm. um, he wanted a fight scene on Mount Rushmore. And um, I don't know, maybe the maybe the auction scene is another one that gets mm-hmm. talked about a lot, sure. which is really funny. But my favorite scene and quite possibly my favorite scene of all time in a movie, at least with characters interacting, is James Mason and Cary Grant meeting for the first time. Um, where they've kidnapped Cary Grant, they mm-hmm. brought him to the house, yep, and they're trying to find out what he knows. Um, there are so many layers in that scene that I can't even possibly explain, like right. I, the way it works on me. Right. I had a professor. We talked about this in one of my film theory classes in college, and I had a professor that told talked to us about how he he looked at it as you've got James Mason, the the, the theatrically classically trained actor talking to Cary Grant, who is definitely in the the studio system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how he came up. He's more of a movie star. I mean, James Mason was a movie star, but, you know. And he said, if you listen to the dialogue knowing that, you could almost see it as it being like a, a treaty on acting, mm-hmm. like yeah. James Mason teaching Cary Grant how to act or something like, you know. There's like so many ways to look at that scene. It's just it's it's this amazing scene, and then and then like the way Cary Grant is interacting with the henchmen, and then Martin Landau comes in, mm-hmm. and oh, it just gives me chills every time I watch it. I just I love this movie so much, and so since I hadn't really watched anything new, I thought I would just express if you have not seen North by Northwest, it's awesome. Also, that if you have Turner Classics and you're not watching the Essentials, that's even if you're not going to watch the movie, just watching the intro and outro uh, with Brad Bird and Ben Mankiewicz is always worth it. Um, just to hear their takes on, you know, these movies and whatnot. So, well, I need to apologize uh, on behalf of Jonathan, um, but this is now going to be a four-hour podcast today. Um, <laughs> oh, no. he, he brought up my second favorite movie of all time. There's only That's one amazing. movie I love more than this movie, nice. um, and uh, it is my favorite Hitchcock, and I love Hitchcock. Um, I yeah, I think this movie is perfect. It's just it's just so it good from the beginning to the end. Uh, you find yourself invested in every part of it. Um, the characters, the the scenery, the like. It's just it's astonishing uh, how captivating this movie is. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to talk for another three and a half hours uh, about all the little details <laughs> would, of uh, this movie that I love. And I would argue without it, like, well, it was interesting too, because, uh, they showed Saboteur afterwards and mm-hmm. I had not seen Saboteur in a long time. Saboteur is great, by the way. Sure is. But it's also really interesting. Saboteur, I never thought about it this way until I watched it with North by Northwest. Saboteur almost feels like a precursor. Sure. Like he was oh, trying out some stuff and then, yes. it, and then in North by Northwest, like he kind of been like improved it i guess saboteur is uh, the one that ends at the statue of liberty right yes yeah, yeah exactly that's what i'm saying there's so there's a lot of comparisons there uh yeah. you know uh being falsely accused being mm-hmm. on the run yeah um the the characters that he gets inter, you know entertangled with yeah. um um but yeah I, shadow of a doubt is probably my favorite and i don't just say that because it's hitchcock's favorite that's just always been the one that has has moved me the most. Strangers yeah. on the Train is in that conversation, and sure. North by Northwest. Those are man. kind of the big three. For You're me. speaking my language, man. You're yeah. speaking my language. Danae, uh, what are your favorite Hitchcock movies? Who is that? <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to go an interesting direction. Um, I don't know that I've done this before, but I'm going to let you guys pick my uh, Beyond the Sins because there is so much coming out like today as we record this. Um, that uh, I'm curious as to which you would rather hear about. First of all, uh, WandaVision, the first two episodes drop uh, today as we're recording this. Um, and I've seen the first three, and I'm completely allowed to talk about it, review it. There's no embargo on those episodes. Uh, One Night in Miami, 
uh, drops today, I think, on Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that later. Uh, Promising Young Woman, which I think I actually talked about that on Beyond the Sins. You did. Uh, so we'll take that one out of the equation. But that's out on VOD today. In News of the World, the Tom Hanks Western, which uh, also available on uh, uh, VOD. There's so much coming out right now that I, you know, I kind of want to talk about. But um, Danae, do you have any preference among those I listed? No. Jonathan? Um, I do not. You just, you, you pick away. Well, I'm going to pick one night in Miami then. Um, because, uh, this to me was maybe my biggest surprise of the year. How much I loved this movie. I was not ready for how much, uh, I was going to enjoy this. It is, uh, my third favorite movie of the year. Um, it is incredible, uh, work, um, from some incredible actors in an incredible situation talking about, such valuable and important and deep things. It is exactly my kind of movie. Um, it is a play first, but Regina King has adapted it into a movie. Um, I believe it's her directorial debut, uh, if if uh, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly, and it's astonishingly good. Um, Aldous Hodge is Jim Brown. He's amazing. Leslie Odom Jr., who you may know from Hamilton, is Sam Cooke. He's incredible in this movie. Um, Eli Gorey, who I think is fairly new, hasn't really been in a lot of stuff, but he is playing Cassius Clay, uh, who becomes Muhammad Ali, um, and is one of those performances where you're kind of worried it's going to be an impersonation, but he does such a great job at it not being an impersonation, but just actually being, or I should say, uh, uh, yeah, impersonation is the right word, where it's just, it kind of feels fake. Oh, yeah, he's on, uh, he's on the 100 is probably Correct. The, yes. his, his big thing, yeah. Um, but he he balances that so well. You believe it's a fully formed human being and not just this caricature cool. of Muhammad Ali uh, or Cassius Clay at the time. And then Kingsley Benadir, I want to mention because I think he's the standout and you may see some awards attention for him. He is playing Malcolm X and that is a role that has a lot of baggage. Um, and I don't just mean real world baggage to the real person. I'm talking about theatrical baggage. You've got Denzel in one of his most acclaimed performances you know playing malcolm x so that's a lot to live up to and he is astonishingly good in this movie and beyond that my favorite part of the movie is the conversation it is the discussions on you know four black men in a time when they're trying to figure out what it means to be a famous uh person of color and how that impacts their life what are their responsibilities as a famous person of color in an area uh, in a time when racism is so prevalent. And I know, again, please believe me, I understand it's not like we're beyond this now. That should be fairly obvious, you know, mm-hmm. from recent events. Um, but we are talking about a time where it was more at least accepted by a larger, you know, group of pop, pop uh, group of a larger piece of the population. And they're trying to figure out, okay, well, I'm making money. I'm famous. How does this popularity, you know, what kind of responsibility do I have to my community? What kind of responsibility, you know, all these conversations are just astonishing. And um, man, this is a good movie. This is so good. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's called One Can't Night Can't wait in to watch it. I'm yeah. a, hopefully going to be watching that tonight. I wish I could get my, uh, my wife just, if my wife or daughter had interest in watching any of these movies, I could be like, I could justify that $20, but I can't justify it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I haven't seen Freaky, which I'm really, you know, I'm dying to see Freaky cause I love Christopher Landon and yeah. Happy Death Day and all that stuff. Did you like Freaky? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, a lot of fun. So anyhow, yeah, the, lots of great stuff, uh, you know, out right now. A lot yeah. of those, you know, awards type movies finding their way to VOD in different places. So 
Um, but yeah, one night in Miami is a good one to seek out, um, especially if you already have a Prime membership, because um, it should be available for you. Uh, I know this will be a week later, but this is just a crazy day, man. WandaVision. I know. Uh, season two is Servant. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even mention Servant. Season three of Disenchantment. Uh, for people that like that. That's I mean, right. Just, Matt Groening's yeah. show on Netflix, yeah. Disenchantment. Yeah. Nice big release day as we're recording Oof, this. So. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough weekend. Too much content. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, thank you for all the yeah. content. I need, I need Chris to assign some of this, Chris or Aaron to assign some of these to That's me. Right. So I have to watch My them. job is secure thanks to your release of all this content. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week, guys. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything that you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy Squirrel Appreciation Day! (laughs) Yay! Squirrel! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Oh, I went up! Raise First one here, I win the award. Boom, motherfuckers! What am I doing? I'm in the wrong place. Guys, I'm not the first here. I'm on the wrong one. I'm supposed to go to Streamlabs, and I'm on Google Meets like a dork. Dang it! You want to hear something not very funny, but also funny? Always. My favorite things are both funny and not funny. I was so proud of myself for being the first person here. And then I realized I was on Google Hangouts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nicely done, Sin Queen. I remember somebody telling me in a negative way. They meant it as like a negative thing just in general. Yeah. They were like, hey, before you get married, take a look at your wife's mom because that's what you're going to be married to in 20 years or 25 years or whatever and i was like yeah awesome (laughs) (laughs) like you know like what like you're in in the point was she's gonna age and it's like duh that's kind of the beauty of being human like like i i don't know it was a really weird thing where i was like you may need to get your perspective checked here a little bit (laughs) Like that's less normal than every ten years getting a a new girlfriend or younger girlfriend. Right, like right. That, well, that's, that's where that comes somehow. from, right? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's kind of where that idea comes from. Is like I don't want to be married to a oh, forty year old. It's like I do, <laughs> like especially an awesome one like my wife. Oh hey, Danae, look at check it out. <gasps> hey, yeah. we're t shirt twins. Yep. TV since t shirt twins, not triplets, because I always wear the same shirt. So the pandemic has been 
um, and it's not even necessary to say this, awful in so many different ways, but do you think there will be a back-to-the-real-world, regular kind of stuff, uh, sadness about some of the pandemic things? That, yeah, sure. That we've, you know, like where it's like, oh, man, I, I miss having to – or is that just the introvert? Is that just me? Is that just me that's going to miss? It's probably just us. No, I'm the okay. same because this having to stay at home has been easy. So. Oh, so great. Yeah. I so. think that there's going to be a little relief for me in that I can have a friend come over and not – Yes, wonder and worry and have to have all these conversations oh, of course. yeah and yeah it also depends I, on your environment right i mean oh for sure yeah some of us are luckier than others like i'm in a you know Absolutely. we've got a nice sized house we can if we need to get away from each other not that we have to get away from each other but i mean you know yeah i mean there's other rooms there's multiple tvs it you would know, be very exactly. strange if you didn't have to get away from each other every <laughs> well, once i'm just saying while. you know <laughs> if also i work with my two of my best friends. So like Chris and Barrett, I mean, obviously I Whoa, get to talk. Wow. I get to talk. wow. wow. That was really interesting right there. <laughs> what just happened today? That hey was... guys, I actually forgot that I have something else to yeah, do entirely today. Yeah, I need today, to go do so... something. Um... Okay. My <laughs> friends I've known since I was a teenager. Oh, oh, there. Oh, oh you saved oh. it. You saved it. Definitely saved no, it. No, I'm just saying you guys don't live here. Um, no, I'm true. just saying you guys aren't my friends. <laughs> no, you guys are definitely my friends. I said two of my best friends. Uh-huh. Well, I've looked at that. I don't know if that's the BMI, but I, is that like what your 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 weight's like projected like it's supposed to be? Because like for me, it's like it's like 145 or yes. something. I would look ridiculous. I know. My, I my, would like to be like 165. Yeah, but my like quote unquote healthy weight is 185. That is insane. That's nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been 145. You can see like my bones. It's gross. <laughs> the last, the last um, uh, body composition test I did mm-hmm. said that ha- I had 198 pounds of muscle. Just the muscle in my body was 198 mm-hmm. pounds. So you Ragger. take all of my fat away, and I'm still not healthy according to BMI. Like every single bit, zero percent body fat. Like it's just it's. It's I guess silliness. too much muscle can be unhealthy too, right? Is that possible? Oh, sure. I guess. Yes. I guess it is. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it can be. I well, you see, like bodybuilders. I, I mean, they die because Jonathan. You know, I, I appreciate that sentiment. Uh, that is not what I suffer from. Uh, I do not have too much muscle. <laughs> have you seen your chiseled jaw and your pecs in our little cartoon? Sorry, Aaron. No, no, I didn't want to spend a ton of time on it, but we did, and that's okay. It was a valuable conversation between friends. If there's anything in there you want to go in the outtakes, let me know. I will try to dig it out. Yes, because you are two of my best friends as well, and I love you. Oh, it's all better now. It's all better. My third son uh, fell into a job this week. Oh, I thought you were about to say he fell into a, a, a hole or something. I was very scared there for a second. That's how it works for my my boys it's just like they don't have to do any work it's just like they get a phone call like hey you want to come work here and it's like okay so now all three of my older children work for little caesars right on so basically little caesars is you know a dicer dynasty at this point in the area you guys should just purchase a little caesars they've talked about dicer's brothers pizza (laughs) believe me they have had those conversations so so amazing we would not we would not rule out like a you know diced pizza or something uh, here Man, in Republic I, in the future. Don't you hope your kids are more successful than you? Man, I do. I hope my daughter, I hope Listen, my daughter is just like like on a fucking Dallas ranch or something. I do. Of course something. I do. But do I think a local restaurant is the way to be successful? <laughs> it could no, be. I it do could not. Be. There are so be. many horror stories of local restaurants that think they're going to be you amazing. You never know, man. That could be Dicer Brothers Pizza. It could be all over the country. You don't know. Uh, Danae, that was hilarious. What? Because I have often realized... 
how the way that we move to, I say we meaning you and me and also others who do this, to pop our lower back is very similar to the way people move when they need to let out gas. And then we always make a noise after we do it. <laughs> and and I just I just watched you do it just now. You just released a part of your back, right? That's what just yeah. happened. Yeah, and you're moving around in your chair and, like this. And, and then something happens and you go, ooh. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> good fart, huh? Philly. Like... <laughs> nice. No, I literally just like went like this and then my lower back adjusted and I went, oof. Yeah, to adjust my lower back, I will do like uh, you know, like something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, Aaron oh, just yeah. needed to fart. And yeah. so he wanted to have this whole yeah. conversation <laughs> so he could release. Hey, we're not the in the beast. same room. You don't know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 